What's up, guys? Matt here. Um, I was just eating a cookie. Um, I don't know. I mean, life's fine, but it's just, dude, like, I know, but, like, like, I just feel like big cities is more acquaintances throughout your life than real friends. I'm not saying, like, that's a surprise or a shock. I'm just saying, like, what a weird life. Like, how we all, like, know of each other, but a lot of us don't know each other. I, this life's fucking weird. I don't know, man, but it's just, like, every minute is hard. These days. It's just... I, I know, but it's just, like, I was just talking to my buddy. It's like you try to... I know, but I'm sick of this. Like, you try to be a good person, and then it backlashes on you, like... I was just talking to my buddy outside for a while, yeah. But, like, I worked earlier tonight, and I'm unwinding, and I'm going to go to bed in a little bit. But it's just, like, like because I'm a singer type, like, I have a loud voice. But even my therapist, when I thought I, what my mom calls me raising my voice, my therapist even said, I'm not raising. I, I don't know, dude. I really don't know who the problem is here. Like, I, <laughs> All I know is that I've told my, I'm not going to say anything about what I said in therapy on here, but I'm just saying everything that I've talked to my therapist about that my parents said I'm wrong about or other people in Elmhurst or DuPage County have said I'm wrong about. I just think it's just interesting that my therapist said I'm not doing anything wrong. So it's just like that, that's again why I can't take Illinois because they always try to like harp on you for something that they don't like about you, but it's not something you're doing to them or anyone else. So you're not doing anything wrong. It's just something people don't like about something you do or whatever in life. I don't know, dude. Because if I was doing something wrong and hurting somebody, I would know the difference. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I'm so sick of in society these days. Let's got to open my awesome cranberry drink. Yeah. We finally got them back in at work since it took two weeks to get these fucking awesome cranberry with antioxidants back. Um, I don't know. But it's just like, no, but like, so I'm a nice person. I call my buddy back and we're just talking and I'm just sitting on my front porch outside just smoking a little weed and talking. <clears throat> and, but he's draining too because... My move, my move. And I guess Marcy, this other chick, won't refuses to help him. But he has movers coming. So I, I, he says his place is trashed. I really think that's one of the reasons I got sick. And he won't even apologize for that. People are just really weird these days about about taking blame. Like even at work, when some, a lot, not every time, but when sometimes when people like knock something off the shelf... Like a spin that I'm maintenance and I have to clean it up like they scurry away like real fast because they can't even take the blame that they did that. Like I'm going to get mad at them that I have to clean that up like that's part of my job like that kills time when I'm not doing anything like I don't give a fuck about a spill. It's a grocery store. It's going to happen. But the fact that people can't take blame for their shit these days is crazy, crazy. So that's one like, bitch, I have to get off my chest about the society these days is that it's always your fault. And I swear to God, like, that's the thing. Like, if this ADD thing is real, like, which I'm sure it is. I'm not, like, discrediting that disorders aren't real. But there are some videos on the Internet that, that like, say that they're fake, though. Or, like, you just have a creative mind if you have ADD, which that, to me does make sense because it's like just call a creative person ADD you know I mean but but here's the thing is it is it a real disorder because I just have to go into this shit because I've been labeled this shit my whole life like a lot of other people I know and I've met like because even I'm going to go off on a few tangents on this. I don't care because I'm stoned. I, I smoked like three pre-rolls tonight because I, I had like a hard night of work. I decided to get like ripped. Yeah, I don't care. Like I'll buy more. I'll, I'll find ways to make money, whatever. Get some more weed. It's not a big deal. 
of I mean, first off, like, Bam Margera was diagnosed ADD when he was in school. The same kind of thing that happened to me. So here's what I'm wondering. Like, there's definitely different learning levels of the human brain, and people definitely do learn differently. I'm not discrediting any of that. But I feel like this education system really puts, like, this thing out there about, you know, oh, this one's got a disorder. Like, it's like, I know, but they single you out early in life with this ADD shit. Also, and I've said this before in another podcast, but I'm going to say it again, the ADD shit didn't exist in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. Then all of a sudden, the 90s, Right when I become a teenager, this ADD thing pops up and is real popular. And tons of people are getting riddling and getting diagnosed with ADD. And don't doesn't everybody just think that's nuts in the first place? That it was like an ADD pandemic. Also... I'm am positive it's not a disorder. It's a coping mechanism that you develop... Like, Okay, I can explain this whole thing after going through everything and being one of those people and now understanding it full circle. Like, the reason addiction exists in this country has nothing to do with the substances that people take. And most people are going to struggle with that comment because they're like, what do you mean an alcoholic just drinks a lot? It's not... Addiction is about filling voids, from from childhood traumas that never got resolved. That's what addiction is about. The substance you use, whether it's, you know, heroin or meth or uh, cigarettes or energy drinks or <laughs> whatever, you know, weed even. I mean, I don't know. My, my argument with weed is that, I mean, I have stopped before too. I'm not saying I can't, but I'm just saying like my argument with weed is that I think so much clearer on weed and I'm calmer and I'm more confident on weed. So it's like, in my mind, weed is the only thing I need. But yeah, I mean, there are people that do get addicted to weed. Like, I I think I'm probably one of them that's pretty close, but I'm really grateful I was able to give up everything else. So I'm not going to be like hard on myself in these shitty times to be alive anyways. It's like, well, if you want to get high on weed, like, that's safe. And that'll make you more positive in this these tough situations, and, which it does. That's what I really appreciate about weed. Anyways, back to the ADD thing. Like, that was the ADD rant. Uh, no, so anyways, we, we all get diagnosed from not being able to pay attention in school with this ADD shit. And... It's like some people are just not interested in school and some people have a hard time like sitting still. And for, But how could you make kids sit still at desks for that fucking long? I mean, everybody that's for the American education system, I think you're a sick fuck because it's the worst education system in the world. So Because it only creates an opportunity for people to be slaves and it doesn't... The, the education system barely... Yeah, I'm sure there are some like college courses or high school courses that try to make you think outside the box, but there's no course in high school about how to balance a checkbook. And I know all this shit's been said. I'm just going to say it. There's no course about like taxes. There's no course about like being an adult or growing up, really. You know, there's only courses that make you a slave. So the American education system... All it does is make you smart enough to get a job, but dumb enough to fall for their shit. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's what sucks about the American education system that they don't, most people don't want you to hear. I mean, Joe Rogan's even said, you know, whether you like that guy or disagree with what he says or whatever, he's even said basically teachers are just babysitters in a classroom. And I fucking, to an extent, agree with that. So it's like, 
No, the the American education system's a scam. They don't ever want you to think for yourself or like start a podcast like I did and like no really, like they want you to just go to school, get a degree, get a good paying job, be a slave for 60 years or whatever, 50 years whatever, and then retire. And it's like, dude, like I can't do that with my the rest of my life. Like, no. <laughs> so but that's my point. Like, is ADD, it's a coping mechanism. I'm sorry. I'm high. It's a coping mechanism that you develop from, like, not getting proper treatment from your childhood traumas. And I really believe anxiety and some forms of depression. I believe so, there's a lot of forms of depression. I'm never going to discredit that. There's a lot of forms of depression. A lot. Depression is very real. Anxiety is very real. I'm not discrediting those things, but I do believe a lot of people's anxiety even and some people's depression also is from un-taking um, care of and looked at and examined childhood traumas that are still surfacing. <laughs> That's what I really think about all that. Because... Um, you don't know you're developing those coping mechanisms, but you, as a as a child, even or as a human, we have to. It's it's almost like we're in the society that we live in. It's almost like we're like forced to develop coping mechanisms, and some are healthy and some are toxic. That's life. But I'm just saying we've all been through it. We know what we're talking about on that, you know. So. But sometimes what I'm saying is, on the whole, about this ADD thing, sometimes if you, and and they do say ADD people are really creative and stuff too, so I guess, I mean, that's a good part of it, but also, could you just be a creative mind and then you're just labeled, like I've seen in a couple videos recently on TikTok, like, you know. You could just have an out there creative mind that that other people don't have, and I definitely have one of those. But, <laughs> but uh, and then society's gonna label you. I, I guess my point, maybe that I have to realize in life, is that people are gonna label you whatever they're gonna label you, and you can't even because, like I've, I've grown really strong with thick skin about words and stuff like words don't bother me at all but except for certain words like mental illness like I don't like that word I don't like being called mentally ill like it just feels like a degrading term so but my point is sometimes people are just creative and they don't they might have a touch of ADD or whatever you know but don't we all? I mean, we live in an ADD society, number one. Where everyone's on the go and this and this and this. And you see part of a commercial or you watch a little bit of a video on YouTube and then you're looking up again, you know, whatever. So, I mean, we live in like an ADD society. So I think most people have a touch of ADD anyways. I feel like most people have some type of mental illness anyways on this planet. But... Only certain people, like myself, have to raise my hand and be like, I'm Matt Bennett and I'm mentally ill. Like, <laughs> But I think society as a whole is mentally ill at this point, for sure. But I think society's always been met, like a, a little, nothing major. And I wouldn't even judge them that much. I'm just saying, I think there's always been a touch of mental illness throughout society, throughout these times, throughout human history. So... Yeah, because I mean, capitalism is a form of mental illness too. This addiction to capitalism and greed and power and wealth and control—I mean, that—that that, I mean, the world leaders have a mental illness shit of their own going on for sure. Like with all that stuff, like that's really fucked up, like completely fucked up. Like <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I think everybody's like a slight touch mentally ill one way. I'm not saying like, and I'm not saying everybody's going to get diagnosed throughout their life or whatever, but, but I mean, there are more and more, I mean, I've been bagged for this really nice young dude the other day, you know, and he was like, he was like, after 30 years, they finally found out I was autistic and I got my shit together and I have a girlfriend and it was like such a cool story to hear. I'm just telling one exact, cause it was just like, you know, he overcame his shit, which I'm not saying you can't, anybody can, if you put in the work, you can overcome anything, you know, as a human, like that's, I mean, I'm not saying like cancer, you can't like, if you're going to die from, you can't overcome that, but I'm just saying like, like, like stuff that society says is wrong with you or whatever, like you can overcome all that, you know, <laughs> Um, or just don't listen, you know, I mean, I have to remind myself, like, just, man, like, don't, because it's been a weird week with, with the dude, I'm not going to say his name no more on here, but it, that's been a, stressing me out, because, just because he, he was going to come to my parents' house twice, means he could come again in a couple days, oh, and I even saw him again, I went to go get some money, um, before I went to my buddy Dan's, like, luncheon for his dad's uh, funeral or after his dad's funeral. And, uh, of course, when I'm getting money, there he is again. So I'm trying to avoid this dude. And we literally keep bopping heads and running into each other. That is the weirdest part about life on, on that situation right now. I literally am trying to not go to that area of Elmhurst unless I literally have to. And this is all so sad and crazy and funny and goofy and everything in one at once right now. But like there's even a, a, a branch of my bank on the south side of Elmhurst. And I'm like, thank God, at least I can go that way and get money if need be. <laughs> this life's crazy, whatever. But yeah, but so I ran into him again and he did one of those like, like, like old man, if like, some kids were on his grass, like, get out of here. And like the, the, the hand motion, like, 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 like the disapproval wave or whatever <laughs> with your hand. He did that to me. And I just said something to him, like proud to be the biggest failure from Elmer's. Cause I don't care about words or whatever. So I thought that was kind of funny. And then whatever, like I keep running into this dude and we're like, like I even took down the podcast and he has nothing to even be mad at me about anymore. Again, why he got mad in the first place, I'm never going to even know. Like being on a podcast is usually, I mean, not a bad thing. Even if it's dirt about you or something positive or negative about you, it's entertaining and you're going to make somebody laugh and they're not going to judge you as much as you. I see, I think he, this dude thinks people are going to judge him hard on this podcast, but okay, I've already said so much crazy shit about myself, like, dude, I, and I think that's what his misunderstanding is, it's like, it's like, dude, this is crazy life stories, like, the nuts stuff is going on here, like, that's what the point of this podcast is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so it's like, I think he's missing the point of the podcast, and just taking it a little too far with, I understand, like, he doesn't, his, He's just a guy that doesn't want to be on a podcast. I understand now, and I'm never going to ask him for any kind of like artistic help or any kind of help ever again in my life. But I'm and I'm going to do my best to avoid him because he's always now going to be mad at me about this one thing for like years upon years, I guess. So I can't. That's too much energy wasted on a weird, stupid thing. So whatever. Like, I wish him well, and if he has mental things going on, I wish him well, and hopefully he gets some help. But I've, I, I'm tired of telling people I know to go get help. Like, figure it out on your own that you need some help and get the right kind of help. Don't get the wrong kind of help. And I'm not saying that's always easy to decipher. I'm just saying my advice to people that I'm trying to tell to get help is get the right kind of help. Don't get, don't get yourself mixed up with the wrong type of help because that'll just complicate things more and then you'll be more mad at me for telling you to get help. <laughs> and so I get all that, but I'm just saying like, yes, I think some people I know right now, I'm a lot more stable than them and I have my moments and my crazy statuses on fate, whatever. But like, it's just a release. I think, 
I'd rather write something nuts on Facebook than, and I'm not saying I would ever do anything to another human being, but I'm just saying like, is it, wouldn't it be better to write like a crazy Facebook entertaining status that's out of this world than like fucking like, I'm going to hurt that guy, you know, like, yeah, like, so whatever. I just try to, I mean, that's my frustration. My Facebook statuses are just my frustration. Like, it's not like life is like, I'm going to die. Like, I don't know, even if my mom in the morning after getting mad at me for being on my phone with my quote unquote Illinois buddy, because I mean, I'm not saying we're not friends, but it's like, do you have to call me every night, dude? Like you're that fucked up. Oh, people are draining, man. But yeah, even if my mom does kick me out, you know, I'll just live my life. I, I don't know, dude, if I, if this guy gets me kicked out because I slightly accidentally like raised my voice a touch or my mom just has too good of an ear, what, both, whatever, I'm not blaming anything, you know, I'm just, it's like, dude, I don't know, man. I know but people are so frustrated. You like try to be there for people and then someone else gets mad at you for trying to be there for somebody. And it's like, this is crazy. <laughs> Wow. I mean, again, if my mother really wants me gone, then they really only have to do one thing. Give me my disability debit card that has my money on it and the PIN number, and I will back bags and gladly leave. <laughs> but until that happens, I'm staying here. So, it's like, yeah, dude, like, I'm staying here until I get my money. Like, that's mine. Like, no, nobody wants to be called disabled, but there are a lot of disabled people in this country. But I still work. Like, I'm just not trying to, uh, I'm just not trying to let these crazy labels that can really drive you nuts if you really let them. I'm just trying not, not to let these society labels get to me so much. Like, that's my ultimate. And I even told my therapist that. I said, I mean, that's that's something she told me to help me you know, work on is don't let labels of other people that you don't even, you know, talk to or are friends with, like, or even people that are you are friends with or family, you know, don't let those labels get to you. I'm like, you're right. No, it's really true though because society as a whole is real good at labeling people this and this and this and they're real good at using defense mechanism things against people that are crazy and it's like I don't know man I know, but it's like, I get off work, and I got to play that Eddie Vedder song, Society, from the End of the Wild movie, because it's just like, where he says, like, society, you crazy breed, you know, like, it's like, yeah, society's a crazy breed, like, Eddie Vedder was genius on that End of the Wild so soundtrack, yeah, and I don't care who disagrees, dude. Like, there's a lot of weirdos in Chicago. Like, obviously, when a, when Pearl Jam comes through, like, they'll fill the United Center for sure. But, like, there's also a lot of weirdos that, like, don't like Pearl Jam. And it's like, dude, like, your band is never going to be as big as Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam. Like, number one, get over it. Number two, like, you're never going to be as good as that band and as tight. So you're just not, like... That's what I'm, I don't know, man. Again, I'm sorry, like, oh, I'm sorry I have such an odd relationship with the other artist people in Chicago that are, like, downtown or, like, in a suburb grown up with kids. Like, I'm sorry, okay? I'm just going to be like, I'm Matt Bennett, and I'm sorry I have, like, a bizarre relationship with you, but it's like, dude, like, those people can be draining, too, so it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, 
I mean, but really, if they just, if she really wants me out of my parents' house, just give me my money and, like, I'll go get a place to live or travel or do something, but I'll get out of your house, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Because if she just, ah, that's what I mean, dude. If she kicks me out without my money, like, I, I'm really done with society, dude. Like, like, I'm a nice person, man. Like, I have my days and my moments like anybody else. Especially in these times, whatever. But I'm not, I'm just saying I'm not the Chicago asshole here. Like, I'm just not. Like, never have been, never will be. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't want to waste my time on this earth being an asshole. Like, why? No. I just... I've just always been such an outsider to society and, like to, like, this adult thing and growing up and, like, even in the Chicago art scene, like, I'm such an, like, a lot of people know of me or who I am. They've seen something I've done over the years, whatever, but <clears throat> I'm still such, like, a fucking outsider, even to the Chicago art scene, and it's just, like, dude, like, I mean, I've done classical music and then I go watch like a punk band. I mean, it's just like, I know I've said this shit before, but the extremes are just incredible in the arts of what you can even experience. And like, I mean, one weekend I was Santa at Punk Rock Tacos, you know, taking fucking pictures with everybody and watching bands and having a blast. And then on Sunday, I'm singing classical religious shit in, in a church in one week. I mean, it's just like, that's ins insane. So, yeah, I, it's like, I'm sorry that I have this odd, strange outsider relationship with other creative people in Chicago. And I'm sorry if I pissed you off, like, but it's funny at the same time. So whatever. I don't know. I'm just a nice guy, dude. Like, I just work hard and, like, try to stay out of people's business. But, like, a lot of people always want to be in my business. Oh, like, even today, I went to the 83 park for a few after I got my weed. And I saw a guy coming out of that landscaping. I had the balls today. And I was just like, you know what, dude? Like, he, he was driving slow and I was riding my bike slow by. And so he could hear me. And I go, you know what, dude? Somebody in there, like, took a picture of me one time. Like, don't do that again and mind your fucking business. Like, I literally said that to the one of the guys at this weird landscaping company by the at the 83 park where I hang out. Still, I still go back there. I don't care. I took a break, and then I realized, nah, you can't. It's not illegal to go to a park for even 365 days in a row. Like, it's just not illegal. So you're, you you people are the ones in the wrong here being on the clock, being busybodies looking out the window. So I'm not doing anything wrong. You actually are, you know. So it's whatever. But, yeah, I didn't care. I saw one of the dudes drive. He was, like, coming out of the 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 their parking lot and I, and I was I was like nice I wasn't like angry I was just like dude like somebody in there one time took a picture because I hang out here a lot I said something like that I go mind your own I go tell them inside like mind their own fucking business because I would never you know I said something like I would never do that to you guys so you know at least I like spoke up to people today because well yeah dude because like there's nothing wrong with going to a park for like an hour before you go to work or whatever like, that's not weird. And I have a bicycle, so I'm a bike rider. So, yeah, bike riders stop at spots. I don't know. That's why I'm just, it's just another reason why I'm just, like, so done with society. Because it's like, I don't, <coughs> I'm just saying, I've just been through too many situations where all I'm doing 
is legit minding my own business. And for whatever reason, and they never tell you why or what their motive was or whatever, but for whatever reason, I attract weird people around me that, like, stare at me and, like, yeah, they... I mean, the one time they did take a picture of me, and then somehow, again, they know my friend, Dan, and I'm like, who are these people? They're like, I've been going to this park for years, like... Who are you? Like, yeah, it's also weird that we've never talked since I've gone to this park for years. Also weird, like, they've never even said hello. I don't know. These people are, these landscaping dudes are, and I'm not saying they're all, like, Mexican or whatever. I'm just saying they're all just, like, weird people. There's all different races working there, whatever. But I'm just saying they're weird people that be so interested in just a random guy like me, like, just like jamming out to music or like, you know, smoking a little weed and minding my own fucking business. Like, I know, but sometimes when that kind of stuff happens to you multiple times, you're like, why do people think I'm so interesting if I'm such a nobody in this huge city? Why do people think I'm so interesting? I'm not saying they do. I'm just saying that's just kind of like the vibe you get after it happens four, five, six times in your life. You're like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't have the answers for life either. I just try to work as many hours as my job at my job and do as many side hustles as I can throughout the week. You know, I'm off time from my job and. I don't know, man. I mean. I'm not saying like the college degree job thing is completely hopeless, but I don't think that route is going to work for me at this point because, you know, I'm not even interested in doing it. So, (laughs) um, but, but you do have to understand a person like me did like I used to play, I wanted to work for the NFL so bad. And I wanted to get out of Chicago and go to another city and, work at their stadium like that was one of my dreams too a long time when I first got out of college and I used to apply for all these NFL jobs and like I would never get anything it was just like and I just kept applying but my point is over the years I've applied and gone on a shit ton of even college degree job interviews like when they were easier to get you know years ago and I would just I just wouldn't get the job or someone else was more qualified or whatever but I've been on so many interviews in my life. I've worked so many jobs. I've fucking, you know, had all sorts of types of paying jobs already my, my entire life. You know, it's like from really shitty pay to decent pay to good pay. I, I know what it all feels like, you know. But I just don't think like the working world at this point is going to solve my problems. Like. It might give me more problems at this point, which is sad because if you could find a job that you really liked, that's a positive thing about life. And I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to do, and a lot of people don't even ever find that. They just settle for what they have or whatever. And sometimes you have to, but I'm just saying, like, this life really is about finding stuff you want to do with your life and not what society or your parents or any teachers or any other authority are telling you because we've all like a lot of us have already been down this path for so long already. And we know it's bullshit. We know we're not making enough money. And you know, we know the numbers we make aren't realistic for society's numbers. Like we know all this, you know, but yet we keep going and doing it. And that's why I'm going nuts in life too. Sorry, I'm going to go off for a while. It's just whatever. But it's just like, even me, like I bitch on Facebook, like, you know, stop following rules, assholes or pussy, you know, but it's like, dude, you're, you're going to work and following rules too. You know, I'm not following like the rent rule and I'm not following like the growing up rule or rule, however you want to put it thing, growing up rule thing. So no, a lot of society's things I'm not following, but I am following the fucking work thing still. So I don't know.
It's just kind of like, I know, but I guess to a T, like for any type of person in, in society, like, oh, you know, like you have to wear clothes outside, otherwise you'll get arrested. Like, this society is going to make you conform to an extent is what I'm, is the best way I can put that. Like, and maybe that's why I have depression because an anxiety, because I don't want to be in a society of control. I don't want to be in a society with way too many authority type figures. I don't want to be in a society of like, rich and poor in the first place to make everything seem so unfair and out of reach for the poor and greed and wealth and, you know, all this shit for the rich, you know, I mean, I'm just saying I'm tired, you guys, I'm just saying I'm tired of living in this kind of, I'm tired of living in a capitalistic, like, you know, society of bullshit that, even if you work your ass off for the man these days, especially, you can't even get anywhere with your life. So it's like, and I just feel like the older generations, because they did it that way, they're still like, a even if they're, they're like when I eat dinner with my parents, you know, I tell them all this stuff and I'm not saying they're not listening or taking it into account or like, you know, feeling for me a little bit. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying like, I just feel like the baby boomers and the silent generation sometimes are just out of touch with what a, a younger generations person's like one, like 24 hour day is like, I just feel like they're out of touch with that shit. So that's where it makes it frustrating with the generation gap thing, because it's like, dude, like my 24 hours is going to be way harder than a housewife in Elmhurst 24 hours, you know? And it's just like, it's just nuts. So. You know, and again, it's just like, I can't take people that even don't even go to jobs and they bitch about how hard their life is. And it's like, well, then... I mean, if, dude, oh. I'm just going to say this one more thing and then I'm going to stop. But it's just, this is why my one buddy on disability, like, drives me nuts. Because if I was just on disability for my base pay and, and you know, I didn't have to go to a job Monday through Sunday, I would be doing side hustles constantly, okay, on top of the disability. I would do plasma I would do ta more taste tests because I'd have more time to schedule more of those. You know, I would do autographs when there were autographs. Obviously, I'd work on this podcast, and, and, and I'm making money on that now again. So there's another side hustle, you know. And then even I, I would join this choir in here in Elmhurst that pays. There's five side hustles throughout the week I could keep myself busy with you know, while I'm on disability. So when my parents die and I can quit the working world finally and go and go back to my disability route, uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do a bunch of side hustles on top of the disability and not get like a job job and I'll be way happier. So trust me, I wish I could do it now, but baby boomers are stern in their ways and I'm not like, look, I'm not trying to like, like, they do piss me off. I'm not going to, like, beat around the bush. They piss me off because I'm labeled mentally ill, and they're hard on the mentally ill even, or the people labeled mentally ill. And it's like, they're, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're just hard on the mentally ill, but I feel like the mentally ill or the ADD type or the impulsive risk-taking type, they don't like. Which, yeah, that is me. I'm not going to deny that, but I'm just saying, like, The one thing I appreciate about millennials and the younger generation is they're way more in tune with mental health and they're way more in tune with, you know, disorders and people in their high school having them and 
you know, way less judgment than the older generations were on, on each other. And, and trust me, I'm not saying like my parents' parents weren't hard. I know my parents, my, my dad's dad was like real hard on him too. So I'm not saying my parents didn't take some of the shit they're giving me. I'm not even saying that or other baby boomers or silent generation. I, I'm not going to discredit that. I'm just saying, I'm just tired of fucking like disrespect for trying. Like I'm putting myself out there hardcore on this podcast outside of work, outside of working five days as labeled as a mentally ill. And it's like, the fact that sometimes my mother just still comes so hard down on me for I'm doing all this stuff in life and staying active and, you know, going on long bike rides on my days off and eating, you know, whole foods, way healthier food. And I've lost weight. And, you know, obviously it's been three years since I've had a drink or a cigarette or a cigar or any like other kind of substance, you know. And uh, I mean, I really feel like I am on the right path of life, but this country is what scares the living shit out of me. So I just, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to go somewhere else because I don't know where that is. And if I am, I'd really like to figure out where I should go. That's going to work for me and get my passport going, you know, if I need to do that. But otherwise, or do I just need to leave Chicago and go to another, like, smaller U.S. city, you know? It's hard to say, man. It's just... I mean, and I'm not even, like, mad I'm an outcast type. It's like, that's fun being an outcast type. Like... It's fun, like, I don't know, I guess, like I said, I've said before, I've said it again, like, I just feel like in life, I the things, a lot of things that would, that do and really, like, annoy or upset other people, like, I find joy in those things, and then the things that those people don't really get upset about, I get upset about, you know, so it's like, that's why I've always felt like an opposite outsider of society, because it's like, I don't understand why you're getting mad about what you're getting mad about. And you're telling me to calm down about what I'm getting mad about, you know? So it's like, it's like the opposites attract thing. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. At any rate, I think that's all I got. I think I'm going to go to bed in a few, but I don't know. You guys take it easy. And, you know, I mean, it, it, gets, it gets even tiresome at this point to hear all this, like, and I'm not being like negative or positive. I'm just being real. I'm just saying like it, it gets it gets tough, you know. When you hear like keep your chin up or keep your head up or, you know, and those those are positive statements for sure. But in these times, I feel like those are tough things to always remember to do, and um, so I'm reminding myself and other people on this podcast. To seriously keep your head up because life will get better when you believe in yourself and your own shit versus corporate America. That it's eventually going to crumble one day anyways. I mean, this whole this whole economy is going to crumble, like, you know, eventually. So, I mean, capitalism will die, but it's just like, it's it's in due time, you know, like nobody knows... I don't even know if the elites and the world leaders have that part even planned out yet. You know, who knows if if they, I mean, they probably do, but who knows? Maybe they don't even know when it's going to, we're going to have an economic collapse, but they probably know it's coming too, you know? So, or maybe they do know and they're causing it, but I'm just saying you never know with anything in this world, but, you know, I don't know. I just think like, you just need to enjoy your your own entity, and if if people are like dragging you down, like, and I'm reminding myself too because I'm very good at usually doing this. Like, and I'm not saying you have to like force humor if you get a little upset. I also like in society, like I think it's okay if someone gets upset and shows a little emotion too. Like 
what's wrong with that? Like, if someone upsets you, you have the right to react in an upsetting way, you know? Like, I don't know, but society doesn't want to hear about it, and this, and this, and this, and, and go cry in the, in the bathroom or in the corner, and it's like, that's the shit society says, and it's like, well, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I really am after all the jobs I've had and the homeless time, and I've spent so many different ways dealing with society. You know, I, I'm getting tired of society. Like, it's just like, it's just not fun anymore. Like, like you have, like, I literally on every break I have, I work so hard that I have to go out and smoke like a whole pre roll, you know, just to be able to go back in after my break and be confident that I can finish my shift, you know? It's like the working world alone is that nuts. Where it's, and then, like, I have tomorrow off, and then it's going to be so hard even after one day to go back on Sunday. And it's hard enough to work on Sundays, you know, in, in, in a town where everybody went to college and 99% of the town is off on Sunday. And I'm one of the only guys going to work from Elmhurst. I mean, it's just nuts. It's just that's how I'm not saying there's other like the pizza places are open and those people are working. There's other people working. I'm just saying like the majority are college degree or master's degree grad people that would have that Sunday off. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all. But yeah, even like after one day off of freedom of not having to, you know, be anywhere from a time to a time or attend this or this. You know, you get that one day of freedom off and then the next day comes and you can feel it when you wake up. You're like, it's a work day again. Like, yeah, it's nuts. But I'm hanging in there. Like, I mean, I'm grateful at least I have a job that I'm good at, that people like really love me at. I'm really grateful for that. No, it doesn't pay a lot, but hey, you know, I went from being screwed on the podcast to fighting back to getting, you know, now I have over $10 saved already on there. So I could technically cash out, but I'm just going to let this build up as I work on it. I think for this, this type of money, that's the smartest thing to do. Just make podcasts and let it build up over time. You know, like then you got a nice little chunk of change sitting there in case down the road, you need some money. So it's like, see, this is, these are things I can save money on. I don't know, dude, checks from work are hard to save even when you don't pay bills because it's like, well, number one, I'm not going to lie, like, I'm a, I am need to be a pothead to function in this society, so, and weed is expensive, that's the other thing, oh, and of course, Illinois has the highest THC taxes in the whole fucking country, so it's like, another reason why I should probably get out of here as a pothead, because I'm going to be broke my whole life here for sure, just off of weed, so... <laughs> Off of one thing. And I don't even drink. And you know. I don't have any other habits. I'm a really healthy person right now. So it's like. um, Yeah weed's expensive. I mean everything's expensive. What are you going to do though? I mean either you pleasure yourself. And enjoy your life. And get ripped off. With your hard earned money. Or you fucking deprive yourself. And save your money. I don't know. I mean those are the only fucking options. So I just choose to enjoy life. Because life's too short anyways. So, anyways, it's 48 minutes. I'm rambling. I'm high. It's all good. You guys have a wonderful evening. This is Matt for Crazy Life Stories. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I can say. I don't know. I got to look into that choir that pays. I'm going to do that. Um, a guy from an uh, awesome customer guy, a guy who gave me a, the book, he actually has a story he wants to put on there. He told me in an email. Um Really cool that he was emailing me and said, you know, just like all caught up on crazy life stories. I don't know, this life's nuts, but whatever. I'm going to keep going. Oh, also one night when I was out doing carts, uh, this other dude, uh, I don't, you know, I'll try not to say names. I'm not, I don't know, man. This life is, I know, but everybody has a first name. and it, Like, is it that big of a deal if a first name is said on a podcast? Like, I, I mean, one person so far has been offended, but it's like, I don't know, man, whatever. Anyways, another buddy of mine that I actually first started going to AA with when I quit drinking, um, he happened to drive by Whole Foods one night when I was doing carts, and he's like, hey, Matt. And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, hey, Craig told me about... Oh, I just said his name. See, it's so hard, you guys, uh, in conversation. Um, 
you know, he told me about your podcast and I started listening. I love it too. So, you know, it, it is really reassuring when those real life moments, and yeah, a lot of the times, ironically, in life, those moments, for me anyways, happen when nobody else is around or it's late at night or, you know, it's just, or it's in a bathroom or with one other person. And it's like, you know, yeah, like these magical moments from people's creations of compliments do come to you, you know? Like I said, for me, it always happens when no one else is around. So I don't care if people believe me or not. The shit does happen, you know? But it's like, um, it's great. Like, but stuff like that, you know, I have to, like, even when I have a hard day or whatever, I have to think of stuff like that. Like my buddy driving off from Whole Foods going, like, keep up on the podcast, man. You know, like, that's cool when people say that stuff. But anyways, this one other awesome very nice gentleman that gave, gave me a book that I honestly still have to read. I'm just busy. Um, but he gave me a book about like a jazz musician that struggled for a while. To, and uh, I thought that was really an amazing thing that happened from his podcast too. But uh, yeah, he wants he wants to share something. So he's trying to put it together. And obviously I said, no rush, take your time, blah, blah. But it is cool that People still want to participate. That means this thing can keep going, too. You know, that's a positive sign for that. So, anyways, this is Matt for Crazy Life Stories. I'm, like I said, I'm just trying to think of anything else. I don't know. Just hang in there, guys. Everything is crazy. Like, I, I even hate the thing, the, the, the term hang in there, like a lot of other people. I get it. And I'm not saying, to, I'm not trying to say it to be cliche like society says it. I'm literally saying it because I still have, oh, some days a little empathy or compassion or something positive in me for other people, even though I can barely take care of myself. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like, take it easy and hang in there and just do, like, one task at a time and don't overwhelm yourself in this and this and this because it's not worth it. And I'm just saying, like, you know, we're all we're all going through some battle, in life and we're all dealing with some weird shit outside of work and this and this i don't know so it is what it is but you guys take it easy have a great night and uh until next time this is matt for crazy life stories on many many platforms have a great night guys peace